Hello and welcome to the Interactive Investor Podcast, where we discuss matters of investment interest. I'm Richard Hunter, Head of Markets at Interactive Investor, and in this episode, I'm delighted to be joined by our Head of Equity Strategy, Lee Wild. Just by way of background, our sister magazine, The Money Observer, asks Lee each December to look out for six speculative share ideas, three on the growth side and three on the income side. And what we're going to be doing today is reviewing the performance of these shares that Lee identified between the 3rd of December and the end of June. But of course, Lee, in December, it was a rather different world to the one we're seeing at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, things look reasonably rosy at the moment. There are big issues, of course. But uh, uh, but back in in December, the fourth quarter of 2018, it was uh, it was all very different. Quite scary, in fact. Uh, markets were seemingly in in free fall. A number of uh, major issues um, uh, affecting uh, not just UK but global equities um, you made you know, stock picking particularly um, difficult uh, you know, a few of those um, uh, you know, issues US-China trade war still rumbles on um, there were stretched valuations in some high, high profile sectors Brexit is a major sort of domestic concern for UK investors. Um, concerns about global growth um, and uh, talk of a, a recession amid a stale bull market and late in the economic cycle. So, you know, all of all of these things are, are sort of weighing on investors' minds. So, what sort of things were you particularly bearing in mind, given that investment backdrop at the time? Asked to, I mean, it's a thankless task trying to pick six companies at the beginning of a calendar year that you will then be judged on at the end of that calendar year. So, from, from start over that twelve-month period, um, your, your performance is is, is 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 what you're being judged on. So, I mean, but of course, people rarely buy. Um, stocks on the on on the first of January and sell on the thirty uh, first of December. It doesn't doesn't very rarely works like that. So, um, but anyhow, um, that's the caveat out of the way. Given on the third of December when the tips were um, uh, were arrived at, um, you, the, the market was still moving lower. So, you know, were we was was this recession? Were, was the, the the market going to sort of drop to so, you know, historic you know, or multi-year lows? We you know, nobody really knew. So, uh, you know, my thought process was looking for for companies that I knew that um, had recognised structural drop. They, they might do well even if the market sort of did continue to fall. These companies would uh, would would thrive. Um, so, uh, but as, as we know, uh, yeah, the market ha- it probably fell for another three weeks, and uh, the Nadir really was was probably just uh, as we we're all finishing off the Christmas leftovers. Um, the market um, uh, you know turned started to turn higher, twenty seventh of December roughly, uh, and now you. Know, Many global markets are up ten percent um, since um, you know, Boxing Day, and um, and many stocks have done uh, you know, considerably better. Okay, let's get a bit more specific. If we start off with the growth stocks, what was the first one that you chose, and how's it done um, up until the end of June? Well, I mean, it's a, it's a 
we'll start off with, with, with the best. And it's a company that I've, I've, I've known for, for a number of years. Um, I've uh, you know, been to the factory. I've seen, uh, seen the, 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 the company at work, as it were. Um, AB Dynamics. Um, now, it was a, a little-known company when it floated on the market a number of years ago. Um, now, it's significantly larger. And for the between the 3rd of December and the, at the end of uh, um, June uh, this year, AB Dynamics was up 77%. So that's up from about £14.50 to £25.65. Um, now, AB Dynamics, uh, it helps car manufacturers improve car safety. Um, it, it works for all the, the big manufacturers, the Audis, Fords, Toyotas and the like. Um, it supplies driving robot systems, soft targets for testing, and these big sort of £2 million, what are they call suspension parameter measurement machines, SPMMs, to test vehicles in labs, so it's all it's all high tech stuff. It's all all very clever. The shares have never been particularly cheap. I mean, they when they were um, uh, when, when I backed them in, in December, they were trading on around twenty nine times earnings. They were a ten bagger. They're aim listed, so uh, you might have put a lot of people off. But this is a quality um, business. Um, since the share tips in April, they reported a half-year revenue um, up 69%, profit almost doubled. Um, so it's, it's, it's one of the best in the business. And, and again, it uh, benefits from these long-term structural and regulatory growth drivers, driverless cars, driver safety, those sorts of things, all very all big news and very profitable these days. So you certainly knocked the ball out of the park with your first choice. Yeah. What was your second one? Well, I mean, Halma did um, uh, pretty well too. I mean, that's up um, 43% um, between 3rd of December and end of uh, June. So Halma's a FTSE 100 company. Um, I guess very few non-investors would have uh, would have heard of it. Um, its shares are up from 14.11 to 20 pounds 20. It does lots of things. It's an acquirer. It buys smaller businesses and it has a highly skilled management team who are able to incorporate new businesses and into the Halma way and um, improve um, profitability, efficiency, and everything else. It's diversified across sectors, oil and gas, makes smoke detectors, automatic door sensors, supplies the health industry, all sorts of products that are reasonably defensive and, and, and can survive a, a downturn. I mean, if the market does come off, Halma will too. Again, as with AB Foods, the shares, uh, AB Dynamics, sorry, the, the, the shares aren't cheap. Um, you know, Mid-20s um, price earnings uh, valuation. But again, you, you get what you pay for. These are, uh, it's a great company. You're paying for reliability. It's consistent. Um, in June, it reported a 16th consecutive year of record results. 40th consecutive year of dividend per share growth of over 5% or more. It, it does what you want a company to do. And it's expensive, but it's, it's done incredibly well in this uh, over, over the past six months. And for your third stock, it's uh, certainly one you have to say has been quite an extraordinary success story since its uh, introduction to the market. Uh, what was it and how's it done? Yeah, well, absolutely. It's Fever Tree. Um, I mean, most most people, whether you're a drinker or not, um, will know uh, Fever Tree. It's, it's, it's very difficult to miss. I mean, it's been a, a lesson in sort of growing the brand very quickly. Um, I'll get it out of the way. The shares are actually down 7% during the first half of 2019 uh, from 24.83 when I, I backed them to 23.18. They've come up a little bit more since um, the end of June. Uh, I mean, the founder's decision to sell a million shares each at 34.50 in August now looks like a great trade. But um, 
it's a fight. It's, it's a speculative growth play. Exactly what the, the remit was, and it's a great long-term investment. I think it's it, it's expensive. It's got to continue to grow, uh, and any sort of sense that the pace of growth is slowing or, or might consistently slow will be pounced upon because I mean the, the valuation is you know, these are nosebleed valuations quite frankly but um, it's a great company it's a great brand it could grow strongly in the US um, so all these things are what attracts investors and I mean if I owned them now I'd be sticking with them. So if we move now on to your speculative income shares, your first choice is certainly not one which historically would have had the word speculative attached to it at all. Traditionally, it was a defensive share, but obviously the environment's changing. So which stock are we talking about? Absolutely, we're British American Tobacco. So um, uh, yeah, they, they've, they, they're, 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 not, they're, they're little changed over, over, over the six months. I mean, they're... they're Okay, ethical sort of investors won't uh, wouldn't wouldn't touch uh, BAT, um, but they have, as you say, been a defensive play in the past. They're a bit more speculative now, given the sort of slowing growth in their or, or, or retraction really in their um, established markets in developed worlds. Um, historically, they've been the uh, you know, greater growth in the in emerging markets, and um, and vaping has been um, uh, touted as that. Their new real growth driver, and um, but uh, doubts around the vaping business um, have really sort of taken the steam out of uh, of BAT, and um, investors have not, not not taken flight. They they've just been a little bit volatile. BAT at the moment, it's, but it's a company that still generates billions of pounds of revenue every year. Strong cash flow under underpins the dividend, and the idea of this income play. You know, the speculative income place to find a, a, a company um, you know, a, paying a generous dividend and um, uh, BAT still yields in excess of, of 7%. Uh, as I say, the strong cash flow underp underpins the dividend, pays uh, shareholders quarterly. Um, so since the uh, since the tip, it's, it's paid 48.8p in February and uh, 55.75p in May and shareholders will get more in August and again in in November. Okay, so uh, obviously you, you've got six stocks. Um, there, there's bound to be one which has pretty much taken it between the eyes over the period. So um, perhaps if we move on to your next stock and, and a stock which has had a particularly chorid time of late. Yeah, Vodafone. Um, had a terrible 2018, lost a third of its value. Um, a bit of a trap, unfortunately. I mean, it was yielding yielding around um, nine percent at one point um, this year, and so so it wasn't when it was it was backed. It was it was a little bit less. But um, yeah, when when you get up to those sorts of levels, clearly that the, the market's telling you it doesn't think this. The company can afford the dividend, and and, and they're right. Um, I mean, it chews up cash. Um, it, it's it's has to invest heavily in the business in all sorts of you five know, G sort of um, licenses um, and uh, you know, acquisitions, mergers. So um, you know, the shares are, are down twenty three percent between third of December and thirtieth of June. Uh, the dividend, everyone will know, probably has been reduced by forty percent. So tough decision by the the boss Nick Reed, um, you know, the, the first reduction, uh, and he blamed that on the uh, you know, the need to reduce debt and um, 
protect protect um, protect resources. So um, and, and improve headroom. So uh, this year still yields six percent. Uh, and there is potential for, for capital upside, um, but, but there's a, a, a new strategy that needs to be implemented and, uh, and, and Reed will be judged on that. And um, hopefully we'll start to see the results over the, uh, the next six months and we can be sort of having a, a, a more confident conversation in December. And your third and final income play, certainly uh, well outside of the uh, FTSE 100. Yeah, I mean, I guess very few people would have heard of Morsi's Club. It's um, uh, that said, it's the UK's uh, one of the UK's uh, largest doorstep lenders. So um, uh, it's been listed on AIM for for, for over three years, and um, uh, but it's been around for for a couple of decades. So uh, uh, it's uh, single digit PEs when we we backed it. We thought that was under undemanding um, for a yield which was covered 1.7 times by earnings. Um, and you know, the share price is up 3% so far this year. The dividends was increased by 8%. That was the final payout. Um, so uh, money will be paid to shareholders next week. And the, um, the shares currently yield over 6%. So it's doing exactly what it was picked to do. Marvellous roundup, Lee. And obviously we'll come back in six months and uh, see how the 12-month performance has been. So thanks very much indeed, Lee Wild, our Head of Equity Strategy. Thank you for listening and do join us next time for another interactive investor podcast. <laughs>